0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Gets podcast, full of people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and I want to welcome you into the show. You're in for a treat. So I've talked, I talked about immigration a little bit in my last episode. I don't know. I don't expect you to watch everything in order. I guarantee you most people won't, but that's okay, because at the end of the day, I almost feel like a teacher in a certain respect that every lecture I have builds upon the next one. But regardless, what I really want to talk about today is immigration. So immigration is a hot button topic issue. Trump is the one who really made this a big issue with his desire to build the wall. Uh, I believe this problem really started under Bill Clinton because pre-Bill Clinton, there wasn't this level of illegal immigration in the country. And then you have people from the past who's Drip drip campaign of poison has slowly weaselled its way into every facet of society, which then affects, by extension, immigration and our understanding of it. So, what I really want to do for you today is discuss the differences between 1920s and the two and the 2020s when it comes to immigration. So, number one, I want to provide historical context. To this discussion. Two. We're going to discuss the immigrants. Back in the day. Compared to now. Then we're going to talk about comparing the two. And make it. Because really. I'm sick of this argument. Of people telling me that the immigrant. Of yesteryear. Is the same as the immigrant today. When the society is not the same. The immigrants are not the same. So therefore. Why would the immigration be the same? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the personal narratives, and we're going to finally, we're going to look towards, we're going to turn our gaze towards the future. Our gaze should always be on the future because the past only becomes the future if we do not remember it and give it due respect. So without further ado, let's jump in and let's discuss this topic at length. So number one, historical context. So let's back up. Let's turn the clock back to 1920. 1920s were known as the Roaring Twenties. We were rolling in Dell. Wall Street was great. I believe that's also, I think that's the same time period as um, the Great Gatsby. If anybody read the Great Gatsby in high school, I believe that's the same time period. But the world was also reeling from the Great War, also known as. I believe it was World War I. The ruling from the Great War, the Spanish flu had just ended and the nations of the world were rebuilding which means there was a lot of money to be found. So this period saw a rise in the United States as a global power as well as a destination for millions of people who were looking for a better life. Which I don't blame anybody for wanting to have a better life. But This wasn't just a hope. It was also about fear and control. The United States Congress during 1921 passed the Emergency Quota Act and in 1924, they passed the Immigration Act of 1924, which dramatically limited the amount of immigrants that were allowed into the country and they explicitly limited immigrants coming from southern and eastern countries. Europe. Now, let's continue on the 1920s and then we're going to tie it into the modern day. So in 1920, or the 1920s in general, the immigrants came by steamboat and they carried pretty much nothing but their hopes and dreams across the Atlantic Ocean, going mainly through Ellis Island. And they were fleeing from war, poverty, and persecution. Sound familiar? It's the same exact line that's used today in the 2020s. But they arrived mainly through Ellis Island. And when they did, they went through very rigorous inspections of themselves, the property, their health, everything. They didn't allow sick people in. If you were sick, you were turned away. They did not allow people in who are just going to live on the dole because there was no dole. There was no government assistance during that time. Their stories, of the, the immigrant stories of that time were tales of resiliency and determination to build a better life for them and their children. They also were quite heartbreaking as many of them were turned away due to very strict quotas and health inspections that were done by the United States government. Now I want to pause here for a second. You want to sit here and tell me That's the same immigration policy of now, when we have people pouring over the border who are diseased, illiterate in their own languages and whatnot. And again, back in the 1920s, these were Europeans who came here who were turned away. And yet today we want to call people racists for not allowing all the illegal aliens who are mostly Hispanic to come in here. They might want to read a history book because they didn't just allow all the Europeans to come in here. But a lot of them were turned away. So why would it be racist to turn away people who are Hispanic when it was done by the so-called evil white cracker back in the day? Let's 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 turn the clock forward to now, in the 2020s of of modern day. The world is intersected, is interconnected like never we've never seen in human history. With the internet, with the ability to fly, we are very interly connected in a lot of different ways. So the modern immigrant usually arrives by plane, obviously. And of course, their motivations are about the same as those of their counterparts a hundred years ago, a better life for them and their children. They want to come here and live with a better life with little more than their hopes and their dreams, usually being smuggled in by the cartel and risking very high danger. Of course we get that, but I want to add another advocate here. The landscape is different. The 21st century has seen a rise in technology when it comes to immigration processes. But here's the problem. They claim that there's stricter border controls than we've ever seen, but yet for some reason, they're, they're, crawling, out, they're crawling over the border. They're just entering in like we've never seen in our lifetime. And yet for some reason, I'm supposed to look the other way. And again, this has nothing to do with them being Hispanic or black or, any, or Asian or anything else. And it has everything to do with the fact that they're breaking the law. If this was 1920 and I was doing this show, I would be saying the same thing. My message would not change. It has nothing to do with whether they're Europeans or not. And everything to do with the fact that they're escaping their country and coming here and breaking the law. Throughout history, we've heard many stories of immigrants who have come across both from Europe, from Africa, from Asia, South America. Let's look at a let's look at some of these stories. From, there are many stories from Italian immigrants back in the day to modern like Syrian, Ukrainian you refugees that we would see in the modern day. Both of them are fleeing their country, whether it be for war, poverty, for coming to America with for dreams, prosperity and opportunity. I have a sympathy for that. The problem is there's one big determining factor that is not being discussed. Back in the day in nineteen twenty, most of the immigrants that came here worked their fingers to the bone and dropped dead at fifty, working the coal mines, working in the factories, working the fields. Versus now, a lot of the immigrants come in here to work the system. They have an anchor baby, they get the public assistance through their baby, and then they live on the government toll. Now, of course, there are people who work really hard who come here. And those people, I have sympathy for. They're actually coming here to work, not just work the system and be a leech. If you think I'm making this up, there is a, there are many statistics out there that point to the fact that more immigrants than ever before are coming here to work less and collect more money from the public safety nets. I'm not making this up. They use a lot of them through their child, number one, or because they're trying to get visas or because they go get free medical care because of our socialized medicine hospitals can't really turn people away. Instead, what they'll do is they'll raise the prices for the actual people who can pay for it, which is not the illegal alien who has nothing. People want to bring in emotions to this conversation all too often. And that's what really gets my goat, my friends, because you can't bring an emotional argument into a very logical, physical discussion. It just doesn't work. When you look at how many different attitudes, policies, and experiences there are that have evolved over the last century, you cannot overlook the fact that there's big money involved here. There's big money. And when there's money to be made, there are people who will try to do everything they can to collect it. And that is why from exploitation in the factories, the coal mines, and the fields a hundred years ago, now there's exploitation of the welfare state. Try to get a green card. And oh, lest I forget, the voter ID laws by the politicians. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't know that most states don't have voter ID. And if they do, it's very, very loose. So you want to sit here and tell me that the influx of illegal aliens and the growth of the Democrat Party? Let's look at California. Millions of Democrat voters are registering in, in Democrat California, which just so happens to coincide with the millions of illegal aliens that are coming in the country. And there's not a lot of Republicans that are being registered in California. Oh my, it's um, very peculiar, isn't it? My friends, you can call me whenever you want. I like to call myself a realist. Again, this has nothing to do with them being Hispanic. If you're going to try to use that to say that I'm a racist, get off my show. I don't want you to even listen to my show because you're going to lower the IQ of everybody listening. But where's the future hold for these immigrants? We face a lot of global challenges. I mean, people want to talk about climate change. Do you know how much money is made from the Green Mafia both the United Nations and in other places when it comes to climate change, you have no idea. We could literally go completely climate neutral in the United States, but it wouldn't make a dent in actually helping the climate because of China and Russia. But God, go ahead, go keep, ahead. Keep pushing forward all this climate garbage because it really hurts the environment because it makes people not care about the real animals that are suffering. The real habitats that are being destroyed. I have sympathy for that. That's where my money would go. Other challenges we'd face would be like political unrest and economic discrepancies, disparities, uh, mass migrations of people due to atrocities in certain areas of the world. This is true, but here's the problem. America is becoming more and more like the Titanic and we're sinking there's only so many lifeboats. And the problem is everybody wants a lifeboat. And I don't blame them for that. But I don't think you realize just how much money and how much power there is to be gained by importing a group of people who are not very literate, number one, and who are very influential when it comes to being told, basically said, we'll give you money if you give us power making a indirect transaction using public money to fuel the welfare state to buy votes and on the on the back end importing people who don't know the history barely know the language and are told that vote for the people who care about you who are the people in the democrat party my friends the republicans are not they're not that's cleaning the driven snow when it comes to this because they're making a lot of money off of housing them. If you think it's just the Democrats, you're mistaken. But it is the Democrat Party in particular who is using them for their own gain in the political arena, while the Republicans make it more in the physical, the fiscal, the money arena. Well, my friends, what do you have to say about immigration? Are you an immigrant? first, second generation. Do you see the discrepancies between the 1920s and the 2020s that I wanted to highlight today? Please let me know what you think in the comments. Let me know what you think if you want to hit me up on x at CheapKidsSheared. You can let me know what you think over there by hitting me up in the DMs or replying to one of my various tweets that I pump out every day. But my friends, these are tough conversations and I will continue to have them in the days, months, and years to come because they must be had and I have the courage to do it. My friends, Merry Christmas. God bless you. God bless your families. God bless America. Let's enjoy this time of year. Let's not get bogged down by all the garbage, by the politics and whatnot. Let's really enjoy our fellow man and attempt to do so in every avenue. Peace.